This is the Momentum Podcast. One of the most common challenges that I see with people who are in a business delivering a service is that they can start to feel stuck, start to feel trapped, start to feel like they can't get out of that service business. That happens to doctors, that happens to lawyers, that happens to people who are providing services for their clients. And it happened to my next guest today, Stephanie Estima, in her practice, she's gone through that decision, gotten to the other side, and I think you'll be impressed with what she's done, how she's done it, and the decisions she's gone through. This is going to be liberating and encouraging for anyone who hears it. I'm Alex Sharfin, and this is the Momentum Podcast, made for empire builders, game changers, trailblazers, shot takers, record breakers, world makers, and creators of all kinds. Those among us who can't turn it off and don't know why anyone would want to. We challenge complacency, destroy apathy, and we are obsessed with creating momentum so we can roll over bureaucracy and make our greatest contribution. Sure, we pay attention to their rules, but only so that we can bend them, break them, then rewrite them around our own will. We don't accept our destiny, we define it. We don't understand defeat because you only lose if you stop, and we don't know how. While the rest of the world strives for average and clings desperately to the status quo, we are the minority, the few, who are willing to hallucinate there could be a better future, and instead of just daydreaming of what could be, we endure the vulnerability and exposure it takes to make it real. We are the evolutionary hunters, clearly the most important people in the world, because entrepreneurs are the only source of consistent, positive human evolution, and we always will be. Stephanie, I'm really excited to have you here today for so many reasons, but I think the most important one is, is that you've been through a life decision and then a life change that tons of people I know want to go through or are considering going through, and that is you are a, a doctor, a practitioner, a very successful practitioner that like had an itch, did no, no longer wanted to practice, and you've made the transition to getting out of being a practitioner. Um, Stephanie, this, what was that decision like for you? Uh, well, um, I first I'll say that the decision was really born from a lot of our coaching together. So we had engaged with uh, you and the Sharpen group uh, when we were in practice in terms of how to grow and scale the team and how to, uh, you know, create to grow the team and to create frameworks and systems within the way that, you know, the cadence of our, of our practice. So with I think you're time. about to tell the story about how you engaged our coaching and now the business is out of business. So just go ahead yeah, and do just, that. That's yeah, so, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so using your frameworks, we were able to really grow and scale the business. I was able to remove myself from a lot of the day-to-day -day stuff. So, uh, you know, we had a chiropractic clinic. My through line, of course, is, or my love has always been, you know, rehabilitation and posture and brain, uh, like functional neurology and how we can get the brain healthier so we can get the body healthier. So we had implemented a lot of your frameworks. And what I was able to do from that was really to work more on the business than being in it all the time. But, you know, and being very honest uh, and, you know, open and honest and transparent, as you like to say, uh, very much had a yearning in my soul. I mean, I, I was in pri private practice for 16 years, best patients, you know, mon money was coming, you know, relatively. Well, let's stop. I'm going to pause you for a second. Cause you yeah. say like money was coming in kind of like flippantly, but yeah. I know the numbers of that practice and you were in the top 1% of chiropractors worldwide. Right. Like 
So, so it wasn't a successful practice. We're talking pinnacle top of the game. When you walked into a room of chiropractors, you usually were at the top of the, the any room of chiropractors, nine out of 10 times, you're going to be number one. Right. And so, and the reason I stop you and I, and I want to really dig in here, Stephanie, is because I think there's thousands, hundreds of thousands of practitioners out there who are feeling what you're feeling. And, and I want to slow this down a little and get into the decision you made, because Here's what I hear from practitioners when I talk to them. It's like, I, I they feel guilty that they no longer love their practice. There's mm-hmm. like this massive feeling of guilt and shame and blame. And it's like, yes. I'm so damaged because I did this thing that I was supposed to do. And now I don't love it. I, something's wrong with me. Is that, mm-hmm. is that fair? It's, it's, it's very fair. And I think there's a lot of questioning, you know, what are you then if you're not a clinician in practice? What did that feel like for you? Well, it was, it, it's disorienting because, you know, you go through school, you know that you're going to become a doctor and then you become a doctor and you spend all this time. I mean, I was in practice for 16 years. So, you know, when you first start out, you just, you pretend like you know what you're doing. You have no idea what you're doing. But then you're just hoping time, not to hurt anybody. You're just hoping you're not going to kill someone. You know, no babies are going to, you know, you're just, you're just trying to adhere to some of the principles from school. And then as you learn, your clinical experience grows, your hands, you know, if you're a chiropractor, your hands hands just have their own mind. You just sort of are able to flow and channel what the patient needs. And then you think, God, if I close this, what am I going to do? Who, who am I if I'm not Dr. Stephanie? Well, who let's stop I? for a second. Stop, yeah. let's stop. Because you went from like loving the patients and your hands go where they want to if I close this. Let's get in between there. Mm-hmm. Because here's what I've seen happens with practitioners. And I want to see if this happened for you. First, there's there's this feeling that starts to come up of like, I'm not really loving what I'm doing day to day because it gets yes. repetitive, right? Yes, yes. And then that repetitiveness starts giving way to a feeling of almost like animosity. Like I don't like this anymore. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is there's animosity towards the practice. And then here's the big transition. When a practitioner gets to animosity towards the patients and let's get real, like it happens whether you want it to or not. If, if you're in a situation where those other conditions are there, you start to actually like these patients that you loved at the beginning now it starts getting difficult to, to, to interact in a way that you did previously, doesn't it? Yeah, and thank you for breaking, down, breaking that down in that stepwise succession because that's very honestly what started happening. And I would, t- so I have, you know, I, I, I had patients that have been with me for years and then I would get this influx of new patients. So what you just said triggered something. I had, uh, you know, in the uh, six, let's call it six to eight months before I said like, this is going to be the end day. I had a couple of new patients come in and I would put a lot of love and attention into those first day one and day two, you know, the day one and day two processes that we had established in the clinic. And there was, there was this kind of feeling, and I don't know if it's hubris, I don't know what it is, but I would be thinking in my head, you have no idea how good you have it with me as your <laughs> practitioner. And, and, and it's, you know, I say that with, you know, like I have 16 years of experience. I have like a 94% success rate and you're here haggling me around cost and the, you know, the frequency of treatments that I'm suggesting and the supplements that I'm suggesting for you. And so there was this kind of like, God, I don't want to be, I don't want to be dealing with, I, I don't want you to nickel and dime me. This is, you know, the price is the price. If you're not, you know, if you're not satisfied with that, then, you know, I will love you out the door. But there was, <laughs> you know, I'm going to say like, thank you so much, but here's your, you know, here's your file. Any questions that you ever may have about your file specifically, you know, always here for you, but like, thanks, but no thanks. 
And um, yeah, so that was that was something that I noticed that myself from, really agitated. Say Do you again? think it came from for you from that repetitiveness? You know, I think part of it is from the repetitiveness because you've been in practice for a certain amount of time. There's sort of four to five silos that most people are going to fall under. And even though I would do a relatively uh, thorough workup in terms of, you know, we would look at labs, we would look at hormone levels, we would look at x-rays, we would look at physical, like functional tests. Um, I knew on the first day that I, I could, whether or not I could help this person and whether or not they wanted to be helped. So it did sort of feel like a dance that I was no longer, I had checked out of. And I had this, and I still have it, uh, you know, very much a desire to help more people than that are just connected to me through geography. So having a brick and mortar practice, you're only going to be able to reach a certain amount of people who are and granted, I had people coming in from London. I had people coming in from sort of like the peripheral. Of, I live in Toronto. So London is about, you know, an hour and a half maybe away. So I had people coming in from different vicinities, but still that's not the type of impact that I really wanted to have. And that gnawing, that consistent, like you're not helping as many people, the impact not that enough. you want to make, is not it's not enough, yeah. um, really became the, it became too painful to continue to ignore. You know, it's interesting, Stephanie, I, I, you know, I've talked to, I don't know, hundreds, maybe thousands of doctors in my career. It's probably closer to the thousands. Yeah, and you're very well known in the chiropractic community as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, and here's what I found is when a chiropractor or when a practitioner in general, when a practitioner in general is bored, they usually stay in the position. It's like, yeah, I'm bored, but I can make it work and I'm getting over it and all. And when they're frustrated with it, they usually stay in the position. It's like, I've mm -hmm. done this forever, but when they want more, it's like, you can't, when you want more, when there's like this yearning to do more, to make a bigger impact, it like, it becomes the only thing you think about. hundred percent. Yeah. And 100%. what you just said, I, I just want to kind of reveal a little bit more for, about this for practitioners that are listening, but not just practitioners. Like if you're an accountant running an accounting shop, if you're a lawyer running in a, a law firm, you know, you, you get to this place where the thing that you do starts to, starts to be the thing that you don't want to do anymore. And, and I heard it in something that you said, here's what, here's what I've like seen and felt from, from doctors and practitioners who talk about this is that when you meet with a, an, a, you get to a point where when you meet with a patient, you know, if they're going, what they're going to do, you know, what you're going to do. The whole thing's so predictable, like the yes. magic's gone, the excitement's gone. There's no, and you can pretty much say like, this person is going to do things. They're not going to do things. I bet I know where they're going to end up in two yep. years. Like yep. the whole equation is so clear now. It doesn't feel like it's enough of a challenge. Were you 100%. feeling some of that? A hundred percent. Yeah. So like I was saying before, on the first day within, you know, five or 10 minutes of speaking to them, I sort of knew what the problem was likely going to be, what the treatment plan probably was going to be. Of course, that's dependent on, you know, how severe things come back in terms of lab reports and stuff. But um, I also had a good sense of what working with this patient was going to be like. And, you know, I was nine times out of 10, nine and a half times out of 10, I was right. <laughs> and, you know, you're, when you, when you, when you, when things are already laid out for you, you know, the challenge, and, and maybe this is just my personality, this is, you know, my EPT, uh, I crave, um, I, I crave momentum. And it really yeah. does feel when you know everything around you, all the factors are already figured out, you just feel like you're floating, like you don't feel like you're moving forward or back, you're just kind of stagnant. And that for me was uh, unbearable. It was unbearable. I'm gonna stop for a second, because I want to get right to what you just said. 
when you're in that floating stagnant place, mm-hmm. and this is again, for every practitioner listening, I want you to let yourself off the hook because people get to this floating stagnant place. Stephanie, I want to confirm if you had any of these feelings, feelings of like, like I said earlier, blame, shame, guilt. I'm doing the wrong thing. I'm a bad person. How can this possibly be happening? Because this was the goal of your entire life. Yep. Yep. It felt like I had climbed the ladder and I was like, okay, I'm at the top. Right. And now I'm like, it's the wrong wall. <laughs> <laughs> I went the wrong direction. Yeah. And, and, and you feel guilty about that because then, you know, and I've had moments of self-doubt even after closing the clinic where I'm like, who am I if I'm not a clinician? And how could I feel this? I chose the wrong profession. I tro- How could I feel this way? Um, and my, my thinking around it when I'm in my self-actualized, not in my, you know, baby Steffi, you know, uh, you know, my <laughs> not when you're channeling your inner child, <laughs> not when my inner child is running the show, but when actual adult Stephanie is around is that that was an act, a very important act or very important chapter in my life to yeah. teach me about running a business, to teach me about personal development and to teach me, uh, that it's okay to say when th- it's, it's not when it's okay to say when things are not okay. Yeah. And, and Stephanie, it, as, sorry. No, I, I just wanted to say, you know, it's being a doctor is about teaching and giving, and it's okay if the medium in which you chose to deliver the, those teachings and those givings are no longer serving you. I'd like to take it one step further because here's, I love working with doctors. You know that. Like yes. one of my favorite populations is any type of practitioner because here's what practitioners do. Practitioners investigate, hypothesize, experiment, draw a conclusion, and then do it again. Mm-hmm. And good practitioners get extraordinary at that, extraordinary at that, to the point where then when they're walking up to somebody, the equation already ran in their heads and they are at the conclusion. You're that person. I know mm-hmm. you are. Mm-hmm. Now, that same, and this is for, again, every practitioner is like, now what do I do? Well, check it out. If you, if you transition, and, and usually when people get to the place where they want more, there's one of two things happen. We either have them transition in the practice to becoming a leader, hiring people, not doing the thing anymore, and, and like growing it as a CEO. We have a ton of clients that are doing that right now. And we have a ton of clients that like go on to do another thing and move, move to the other part of the practice. However, in both of those cases, you are still investigating, hypothesizing, diagnosing, experimenting, and then gathering data and seeing what happened. And so, Stephanie, I would also put out there that that period of your life took what was a highly intelligent analytical mind and has tuned it into a machine. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? Yes. And like giving you capa- mental capacity that the average person walking around on the street it doesn't, doesn't even have an awareness of. Well, thank you for saying that. And I, I, I agree with you. And that's, I just want, I want to acknowledge that because I think for so many practitioners, they're like, if I don't do this anymore, it's all over. And I just want anyone listening who's in that, that thought process to know, not only is it not all over, everything you've done until now has pre- pre- prepared you for what you're going to do next. And I think, you know, if we just think about this in terms of energy, right? Like your the ener- like energy cannot be created or destroyed. So the energy that you've put into creating and to developing, you know, this, uh, this persona of a doctor can also be, uh, you can also contract and expand that into a different form. So your energy can be, you can move the energy from being a chiropractor, medical doctor, lawyer, you know, whatever. And that you can, you can change that. It can morph into something else. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to, I want to, two last things I want to cover before we're out of time. One is 
you said earlier when I when I wrote out the end day, and I just want to get your thoughts on what that end day felt like. Yeah. And then um, last, I just want to get an update on what you're doing now. So take us to the moment because I think I think it might have been on a call with us. I'm not sure, but it I think I was there. You. It was right. I was you there the were. second that you made the decision, and mm -hmm. so I just I remember feeling this contrast of relief in that moment. I was like, oh my gosh, mm -hmm. Stephanie's eyes just shifted. Like your face literally <laughs> shifted. Like the way you carry, you were carrying your face. I remember you like said, like something declarative, like, okay, well, I guess this is the decision. You looked down, you looked back up and I'm like, oh my gosh, what just happened? It, there was mm -hmm. a, there was a complete shift in you want in energy, but also in like physical appearance. Do mm -hmm. you remember that moment? Yeah, we were on one of our quarterly strategic direction calls. And I think we were talking about what we wanted next for the next quarter and what we were going to be doing for the next uh, you know, the next iteration of the clinic. And one of the things that you said to me, I said, you know, one of the things I've always wanted to do is a podcast. One of the things I've always wanted to do is like nerd out, learn about, you know, all, you know, the, the, the pieces of material that I'm currently missing in the practice and then bring that to the world. And I think I just got on some random tangent about how females are not little men, women are not little men and we're not research. And, and you're like, hold up, stop right there. The way that you've done today in this podcast, like stop. <laughs> Pay attention to what you just said. Uh, this is something you just kind of randomly went on this tangent. You need to start this podcast. You need to start this podcast tomorrow. And whether that, you know, gets into your waterfall items or what have you, like that has to happen. And I think we were also in that same conversation talking about how the clinic, what the future of the clinic was going to look like. And I was already feeling like I just, I, I had given everything to it and it just wasn't giving anything back to me anymore. And it was... It was interesting because when you were saying, yeah, like you need to do this, I, fe I felt like someone other than myself had given me permission to dream and to think about, hey, you can actually do other things that you like. You don't actually have to run the clinic forever. You know, this is a possibility for you. You know, you're not bound for life. And I was like, there's not, there's not a lock on the outside. <laughs> yeah, there's not, yeah, there's not a parole officer that's like, hey, you're not going to the clinic today. So it was, uh, it was, it was a profound sense of relief. It was relief. Yeah. yeah. That I wasn't bound to this decision. And I think that there's a fallacy when we make, a, 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 you know, there's a decision that isn't working anymore. We tend to want to throw money and time and energy and focus at it, but sometimes you just got to cut, right? Sometimes you, yeah. you got to cut and run. So uh, what I did is we closed the clinic this year, uh, April, uh, uh, 24th, 20, uh, 2019, and uh, took a couple weeks, uh, maybe like a month or so off. And what I'm doing now is I have started my podcast. I'm loving my podcast. It's called Better with Dr. Stephanie. If anybody, I'll just shamelessly plug You got to go check it out. It's Stephanie's, like, I don't even, I hesitate to call Stephanie the female Dave Asprey because I don't know. I think some of her stuff's so much better than Dave's, but you should go check it out. And Better with Stephanie Asim is amazing. And the if you are a hardcore, like you want real information and you want the questions nobody else asks, you got to check out Stephanie's podcast. Thank you. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's my sure. baby. I love it. And then the other thing that I'm working on right now is writing a book, which has also been something that I have dreamt about and have was dreaming about uh, for a long time. So we're going to go through all things fasting, nutrition, nutrigenomics, genetics, you know, training, intimacy, all the stuff that I geek out on. I can't wait. And yeah. so you've transitioned from full-time practice to now you're running kind of you and Gio are running Archangel together. You're the That's personal right. side. He's the professional side. Yes. Um, to the practitioners that are out there saying, should I do this? 
they're thinking about it. They've had the same thoughts you had for years. What advice would you give them? Uh, first, you need a coach like Alex who <laughs> will give you permission to think about uh, other options. But I also think it's really important to listen. Your body knows, like your, you know, your body is smarter than your brain sometimes. And if you can just attune to the messages that your body is telling you and have the courage to follow it. Of course, you know, I'm not telling you to just drop it tomorrow, but uh, there's certainly systems and things that you need to, 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 to consider and people that you want to consider uh, if you're closing a business. But definitely the cadence, uh, the sharpened cadence was instrumental for us in terms of how we grew things, but also how we contracted them. And um, uh, so co coach is important. And then also um, having the courage to listen to your body and follow, following through on it. Awesome. Stephanie, thanks so much for being here today. You are so welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this was fun. And we'll definitely do it again. I want to come back in a few months and get a follow-up. Sure. Um, and if you're a practitioner or someone who's in a business and you are involved in delivery and you feel stuck and you either want to get out of delivery and move into leadership or you think you want to transition to something else, something new, reach out to us. Go to predictablebusinesssystems.com. Answer a few questions for my team and you can set up a call with one of us to understand the programs and the systems we have where we can help you like we helped Stephanie. Uh, predictablebusinesssystems.com and take a minute and go check out Better with Stephanie Estima. It is an incredible podcast. Um, Stephanie has a view and a lens through which she asks ask questions that is highly unique. I know you're going to love it. Check out Better. And Stephanie, we'll have you back again soon. Looking forward to it. Thank you.